This is the Writing Crusade Daily NaNoWriMo Report. Good evening. Oops, I just <laughs> I bumped my microphone right off the bat. Good evening or good morning, depending on when you're listening to this. And welcome back to the Writing Crusade Daily NaNoWriMo Report. It's after day eight, and I must apologize for not showing up here for day seven and uh, the reason for that is last night when I came home, my mother-in-law was already in bed next door to this room. And so I was not able to come to this microphone. Uh, I tried to do an episode through my phone. I uh, couldn't figure out how to do any uploads through FTP on the website. So uh, you get day eight's report. Sadly, I've missed day seven. But that's okay. Here I am now uh, I'm, and ready to give you the numbers. So on, let's see, I need to turn that down just a little bit. On day eight, which is today, which is Sunday, November 8th, we have 1,487 words. Oh, no, let's go back to day seven, okay? So if you remember day six was 849 new words, 114 net. Uh, and that kind of put me behind the eight ball a little bit. So for day seven, I had 1,403 bringing the total to 9,663, which put me about exactly 2,000 behind where we need to be for day seven. Day eight, which was today, 1,487 words, which put my running total at 11,150. It's still about 2,100, 2,138, I think, behind the goal, but uh, we went up 84 words, and... Uh, should be able to build some mo more momentum to try to catch up. So I'm going to be aiming for at least 2,000 tomorrow, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I mean, given enough discipline, you know, if I really, if I'm really feeling it, I could go for up to five, six. You know, just depending on, on the day, depending on the project, and how far I want to go with it. I've really just kind of been going with. Okay, that's decent for today. You know, just just getting it done, just getting some done that day. That's been the priority, just getting some down on the page, on the screen, as it were. So I could have written earlier in the day, but I got up at like 11.30, slept in a lot, had to be at work at 2.30, so I pretty much just played Apex Legends uh, before washing my hair and going to work. So that's uh, that's what I did. And I, yeah, I would rather play Apex Legends than write sometimes. But that's just, I like to get that in, and I'm going to play a little more before I go to bed because I got up 12 hours ago, so I'm not even close to tired yet. But I have to be at work in the morning. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. So um, no big topic for today. Just kind of maybe another kick in the pants sort of episode where if you're really feeling like... Uh, I just don't have the energy to write today. Uh, my mind's just not with it. Give your mind the benefit of the doubt. Go back and read through what you've written as far back as you want to go. Uh, for me, it just took the first, you know, first couple of paragraphs to remember where I was. I'm like, oh, okay. And it took me a little bit, honestly, to think about what the next thing was, where to go next. And honestly, the, the best thing you can do is go with drama, make it dramatic, make it, you know, the old, uh, you, maybe you've heard the old Raymond Chandler quote. Raymond Chandler was a, a pulp era novelist, did a lot of crime uh, stuff, 
uh, crime novels did you know the big big is it the big sleep or the big chill or both or one or the other I can't remember I think big chill was Lawrence a Lawrence Kasdan movie and the big sleep was Raymond Chandler anyway one of his rules was whenever you get stuck have men come into the room with guns and then that usually gives the story a little kick in the pants and makes it go places well uh, I did a little turn I wasn't planning on doing a little turnaround in the romance area but I did and it gave the story some much needed momentum uh, really played to uh, the character of the villain in the story really played into kind of separating our star-crossed lovers as it were a little early for like the rom-com formula because that would usually happen with about three-fourths left or, or maybe at the midway point. It would happen probably just after the midway point of the film where your couple would have their um, colossal misunderstanding and break up, which I guess we could talk about that. Is That's one of my pet peeves with romantic comedies is there's always that moment when the character hears something the other character said or someone tells them something and they fly off the handle because they're freaking out about how bad it is or whatever it is. They totally misunderstand the situation. And for whatever reason, the main character can't seem to explain themselves. They can't just seem to open their mouth and just say, no, this is what happened. And and the other person can't be gracious enough to, to listen and go, oh, I was mistaken. I hate that. It drives me nuts. If you want some drama in the relationship, make it some drama that actually makes sense. For instance, you know, I'm sorry, you, you get the behind the scenes, okay? This is NaNoWriMo. You get the behind the scenes, so I'm going to stop sparing you necessarily on spoilers, okay? Um, if you don't want to hear spoilers, just go ahead and, you know, if you're so interested in this story that you're going to read it eventually, maybe you'll read it anyway. That's fine. Uh, but if you really don't want to hear spoilers, check out right now. Three, two, one. Okay. So, the as I said last time, the main character uh, is on a job and... Uh, his girlfriend, uh, her husband, is the mark for this job. And he's supposed to uh, keep the guy distracted while the other people do the do the thing, right? So anyway, big surprise, the girl's actually there. And he didn't realize that that was her husband. And he sort of introduces them like they don't know each other. And then he's her husband's a, a jerk and basically tells him, why don't you escort my wife to the to our room so we can be rid of her, right? That kind of thing. And so, oh, wow, the husband told the boyfriend to escort the girlfriend, wife, person, <laughs> that kind of thing. And my mic stand is falling again. Ah, there we go. I just can't tighten it enough. So they go upstairs. Uh, the guys are doing the job. She's okay with it. Like, just, you know, I play it off, and, and it makes sense when you read it. She ends up being okay with it because she really has no love for her husband anyway, right? So all she wants is, you know, him, the the character, the main character. They just want each other. You know what I mean? So then the sex scene I deleted happens, but it happens. They do the thing. And then they he's, you know, professing the undying love. Why do you have to stay married to the guy? Oh, it's complicated, yada, yada, that whole thing, right? Uh, and then he's like, oh, I see, don't worry. I'll solve both of our problems. And she's like, oh, no. And so we go to the next place, next chapter, and he goes in there, and he and he um, he gets marooned by his employers, and then he's like, "Oh, I got to do something. I don't. The only friend I have is married to the guy that I just tried to, you know, that I was 
marking or whatever. You know, I don't know how to say it. Anyway, goes in there and talks to the husband, right? Saying, oh, you know, I, I was talking about, you know, doing my own mining way out on the moon of Neptune. But hey, what if I came to work for you? Because he's a miner. He's a, he runs a mining asteroid mining company. And the guy's, well, I don't know if I can trust you. You know, well, yeah, yeah, I just met you and that sort of thing. And so then he says, well, why don't I uh, work as your personal assistant? It's like, well, that wouldn't work. I already have a personal assistant, and she's way more qualified than you. However, my wife likes to go around and investigate the business and, and check out our operations and just make sure everything's above board. And I like to let her pretend to be a boss and that sort of thing. She's very disrespectful and dismissive of what she does. But really the only reason she did it was to have an excuse to go see the main character and, and have their flings. And so this is the idea that he, oh, you know, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be her assistant. That's probably more than he expected. But this time he gets to travel with her and everything's great and they get to have their flings and, and nobody's the wiser. Well, she doesn't like this idea. And he's like, why don't you like this? I don't understand why she doesn't like this idea. And then the husband basically reveals that he knows that she's been sleeping with somebody. In fact, he knows that she's been sleeping with several somebodies. And then she, he even goes, remember that remember that guy that was in the Navy and used to go see him whenever he came to port? Which, of course, is the main character back before the story, even you know, the beginning of the story. And... He's like, or did you forget about him too? And, you know, he's trying to just uh, just humiliate her, right? And this is when the main character finds out, oh, I'm not the only John in this story, right? So there's a legitimate reason for relationship conflict. Long story short, that's what I'm getting at. There's a real reason for, oh, oh, I see. I'm not the only man in your life. You know, I can understand cheating on this jerk, but this is me, right? So there's this immediate conflict there that's an actual real relationship conflict that the two characters are actually going to have to resolve other than, oh, I just misunderstood what you said. Ugh. If only we'd had a... That's the thing about these rom-coms. I always say, if only they'd had a five-minute conversation, we could have avoided the last <laughs> last fourth of the movie. <laughs> and it just, it just irritates me. Irritates me every time. Anyway, that's my episode. That's it. That's my talk for tonight. Um, don't be afraid to go back and just kind of get back in the story and just see if you can't just make the words happen because I think you'll be surprised sometimes that you can actually get those things, get the gears going when you, you think you don't feel like it. Because when you think you don't feel like it, you might be wrong. So give yourself a little more credit and give yourself a chance. And uh, you might say, oh, I'm tired. Well, sometimes when you're tired, the creative voice can play without the editorial voice getting in the way and you're going to have a good day writing the words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That rhymed. I'll see you tomorrow.